Are we, are we recording now? No, fucking hit him. What? Backhand him. Backhand who? Talon. Why? He's not doing anything right now. Yeah. I can't hit him if he's not Talon, doing anything. Talon, do it. Stop. <laughs> stop. Stop it. You stop it. I was going to say backhand him for something he's going to do later. <laughs> Thank you. Ew. Yeah, well, you probably deserve it. God, you saw that. I feel like any anime Oh, girl. I can be on the anime. I oh, make the noise. <laughs> Demon Slayer. Oh, yeah. Do the uwu. Oh, God. He is way too good at that. I don't like it. It's so cringy. Uh, oh, Jacob. Jacob. <sighs> I wasn't going to get shit paid for about two now. Come on. And here is your morning cup of chaos. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, theys and thems, welcome to the shit show. <laughs> Introducing first, he is half a man, a legend nobody gives a fuck about. He is the reigning date dipshit, Jacob. Introducing next, he has the best face for radio. He is the man with the magic wand, Thomas. Boo the villain, boo. <laughs> then there's soup. Oh wow! And then it's me. I am the father diabetic. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Let's get ready to fuck shit up. You know what? You would be an awesome fucking like wrestling. Yo, announcer, can dude. we appreciate I the eye contact you and I had the entire time that happened? It's true. If I looked anywhere else, I'd start laughing and ruin the entire thing. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, almost said I don't know if it's a confident or not, but I'll take it. I'll take it. You almost said rating date, Jake. I know. Why are they laughing hard about that one? <laughs> so if you guys are tuning in, thank you guys so much for checking us out again. You know, if you guys are new to the show, thank you for tuning in and checking us out. We Get are fucked. A morning cup of chaos. <laughs> I am your fearless leader, Tyler Campbell. Uh, today we have a special episode. If these guys could just fucking get it together, I love them so fucking no, much. We have a special episode today. Uh, we have been talking about doing deep dives on our channel for a fucking hot second. We're finally breaking away from the stories and we're finally doing the deep dives. And Tom. Wait, I can't swim. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> fuck! <laughs> so we got Tom today. He's going to be fucking reading this this wonderful yeah, Tom story. Tom every day. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, well, you know, Tom is the best reader upon us. I mean, That is actually really Wait, accurate. no, no, no. He wasn't there that one podcast because he died. And then he came back to life the next You week. died twice. Chicken arise. You, <laughs> were, dead, you were dead for two. We didn't even welcome him back when he came back. No. We, we didn't care he was gone. Because <laughs> oh, I was yeah. in fucking Kansas. <laughs> I mentioned him twice. That's exactly why we didn't. <laughs> Oh, All right, guys. So we're going to do the deep dive today over Rasputin, which I know Tyler, Talon, and me, Tom, know about. <laughs> I, Jake, do you know anything about Rasputin? He's got a huge dick. Do you know the jingle? Is that all you know? <laughs> no, no I'm going to the song once twice for fun. What's the song? <laughs> What's the song? Do the, do the song. Fucking Rasputin. John, Jacob, Ingo Hanger Schmidt. 
That's not the song. We're not, we're not, I'm not going to sing the song. Sing the song, bitch. No. All right. Fair enough. Cue the disco music. Ah, it's such a banger. Do you want me to beatbox? <laughs> Can we cut the commercial already? <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. So, we're going to talk about Rasputin, who was born January 21st, 1869. <gasps> My birthday is nice. January 14th. No one cares. All right. Nobody, <laughs> we're not talking about talent. <laughs> January Club, Capricorn, I think. I quit. <laughs> <laughs> you know what they say about the Capricorns? Commercial again. God damn it. <laughs> we're smelly and we have little dicks. Oh, God. God damn it. All right, there are a few records of <laughs> Rasputin's parents. His father was Yefin, who was a peasant farmer, church elder, and he was also a courier for the government, which meant ferrying people and goods. Um, he was, his mother, he married Rasputin's mother. God, I hate you. Why? Because there's so much information. Oh, yeah, no, I wrote this story, like, forever ago. It was, like, seven pages long. So yeah, I saw the rough draft. That was pretty So would, would his father be considered, like, a fairy father? They would be considered like, like a, a fairy godmother, but a fairy... A postman that would run around and fuck everybody's wives. Very nice. The milkman. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. He married... <laughs> wow. I don't even know what to say anymore. Yeah, there was nothing. <laughs> uh, he married Rasputin's mother. And a part I apologize beforehand. I am going to butcher a lot of Oh, we are not Russians. We do not speak Russian. They don't know how to speak Russian. Let me see the name. I will pronounce it flawlessly. And here's how you really butcher. Holy fuck. (laughs) I don't have my fucking readers on. Uh, Father, (laughs) Yachim. And Rasputin's mother, Anna, Anna, whatever. (laughs) Pahashka for That's not even close. Fucking nailed it. All right, Holy I'm gonna shit. I'm gonna try. Pakor Pakrovice. I can't even do it. I can't even do it. I can't even do it. Close enough. <laughs> I think the accent you oh do makes Pakrovoski. it so much better. <laughs> I hate you. Pakrovice is the that? town. The town. Oh, that's the town. In. Fuck me. And a okay. So basically, these people lived in Siberia. <laughs> And Siberia is still to this day uh, uh, majorly uninhabited due to its frigid cold. It's a cold motherfucker. <laughs> they, at some point, introduced a plant. I can't remember the act, the the name of it, but the scientific name is uh, Her- Herculeus. They introduced a plant for the feed for their cows early on, and the cows didn't like it. But it was an invasive plant, so it took over territories of land. And it burns you if you touch it. So it's like herpes? It's like it's basically uh, the reason land herpes, <laughs> cow herpes. The reason it's uh, <laughs> the reason it's named Hercules is because in the legend it burned Hercules. Really? Yeah, burned Hercules. Uh, it can be potentially fatal if it touches you too much. If it touches your eyes, it will blind you. It can. It's basically like receiving a third degree burn right off the bat. So it's like the jellyfish of land. Yeah. Uh, uh, so imagine a man uh, this era coming from a, a rigid, brutal. Cold, miserable place where they send all these prisoners and just, you know, Siberia. If you think about Siberia, you know nothing about Siberia. Just the name alone sounds fucking brutal. I mean, Rasputin uh, was one of eight children uh, that he was the only one that survived out of eight children that his parents had. Uh, He's the only one that got out of infancy. He was uh, later described as an unruly, miserable, and 
kind of an asshole. Wow. He was a mis- all of miserable. Us. <laughs> yeah, all of us right there. I feel that. But he was also gifted as being able to uh, have the power of go- uh, have the power to heal and have visions from God. Which we all know how that song and dance goes. Yeah, no, I've seen cult leaders. I know how that shit goes. I'm looking at you, Christianity. Ooh, <laughs> I fucking butchered that. Out. And now we're canceled. <laughs> now we're canceled. <laughs> the Pope's gonna denounce us. Ah, fuck. Uh, he can fucking denounce all this child touchers. Go on. <laughs> he was known around town, though, for public drunkenness at a young age, petty theft, and allegedly, coincidentally, given his parents' infamous reputation of stealing horses as well. Which I didn't know until actually reading about this man how how high up stealing horses was. Oh, oh dude, yeah. back in the day, if you stole someone's horse, that's like that. That's like you're gonna lose an arm or your life. Like they talk about they talk about him like having orgies and like they were. He was accused of rape. He was accused of heresy. And the first thing they talk about every time for that time period is being a horse thief. And I just like I sat there, I actually looked it up, and it was yeah because I didn't realize that a horse was. You got where you went. It mm-hmm. it plowed your it fields your if you needed it. Yeah. Your, it was it was, it was everything. Life. It was your livelihood. Well, the fun thing, it, well, not really fun thing. So you know, horse thief, thievery, theft, theft, horse theft. Yeah. <laughs> got it. Uh, horse stealing. Words. <laughs> <clears throat> so that's like a high crime. But back in like the old West days, if you called someone a liar, and they weren't a liar, that's fucking that's going down for a gun duel showdown. And if you fucked with any of the U.S. postal mail uh, services, that's a fucking hanging. So what would today's stuff be then? What? What, what? Like back then, it was stealing horses and it was calling him a liar. What it's was... called murder. Yeah, yeah. now, now we actually hold murder. <laughs> murder was more. Uh, there was, was more, more common. At one point in time, there was actually like this is kind of getting off the Rasputin topic. At one point in time, there was literally uh, between the French and the uh, British uh, over the monarchy, they would actually start duels. And one guy actually, the way he started duels, would he put people in a carriage with them. They went around, they lapped like a plaza or whatever and stabbed each other as many times as possible. And as soon as they finished their laps, uh, whoever lived was the one who won. Well, even then, like going Dude, back to the old, cool. <laughs> going back to the old West, if someone shot somebody else, the sheriff would come by and eyewitness like, yeah, they deserved it. You know, they did this and the sheriff would be like, all right, get rid of the body. Moving on. That's pretty much, yep. I mean, murder, like way back when murder was not as serious as it is now. No, no. Other than murdering by words, the church, <laughs> mic drop. <laughs> Joel Austin, <laughs> we're talking about you, bitch. God, another call out, another cancel. Some bitch. Uh, so for Rasputin's childhood, there is based there up to early adulthood. We don't really know a lot. You know, around that point, there wasn't a lot of record keeping. It was basically word from mouth on how stuff went. So a lot of a lot of the stuff we hear about Rasputin is just it could be legends, it could be false, it could be true. We don't know. Historians agree, however, that most Siberian peasants, like his mother, father, most of them were illiterate throughout most of their lives. If at all they learned, they just, it was a rough time. Only basically nobility was a, had the ability. Had the ability. Nobility had the ability. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Nobility had the ability. That is. Say that that five times fast. Pause this fucking podcast. Say it five times fast. If you can't, then leave Tom alone. <laughs> I can't say it. God, for that. <laughs> Thank you, Tal. Though I appreciate you defending me. Yeah, I wouldn't do that. I'll <laughs> fucking blow him up with social media. Call him an idiot. I don't give a fuck. Still do it right now. But 
from local archival records, uh, they suggest that he was somewhat of ruly youth involving drinking, small thefts, disrespect for local authorities, but they contain no evidence of him being charged with stealing horses, blasphemy, or bearing false witness. All major crimes later imputed him as a young man. So what is blasphemy other than a queen song? It's basically okay. like heresy. You're, you're teaching... Explain uh, to me like I'm five. You're teaching, so the religion that you teach, uh, you're teaching the opposite views of that religion as that religion. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. So pretty much. Okay. So pretty much. Picture like a cult and how they how they trick you into thinking that like they're the mouth of God. That's blasphemy. Okay. Yeah. So like, if you're not represented by the church, if you're not represented by the church and for the church, if you're not a clergyman and you're you're preaching the word of God and it's all wrong, that's blasphemy. Gotcha. So lying about religion. <clears throat> exactly. What we do every day. Yeah. Thanks, Pope. And we're working on it. God, this is like a heated debate for you. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. In uh, 1886, Rasputin traveled to Abalak, Russia, some 250 kilometers uh, northeast of Tumen and tw- 2,800 kilometers east of Moscow. I don't know the actual mile for a kilometer. We're Americans. We don't do that. <laughs> and, and, what 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 part of Russia was it? Uh, Tumen and Moscow. Al- Abalak. Oh, it, it's he pronounced- traveled. To Abalak. I hate you. <laughs> Uh, he met. She was 18 years old when he met uh, Priskoiva Dubrovina. Do you want me to? No. Okay. After a courtship of several months, no, they married no, in February 1887. Priskoiva remained in uh, Pok. You how? What was the name of the town again? Soup. You can say it. Pokovic. Thank you. Uh, throughout Rasputin's later travels, arise to prominence and remain devoted to him until his death. The couple had seven children, although three survived. Only three survived to adulthood. In 1897, Rasputin developed a renewed interest in religion, left home to go on a pilgrimage. His reasons are unclear. According to some, Rasputin left the village to escape punishment for his role in a horse theft. Other sources suggest that he had, vis- he had visions of the Virgin Mary or of St. Simeon. I have a, I have a, I have a comment here. <clears throat> Like, I could imagine Rasputin being like, oh, God, the, the, the cops are on my case. I need to split town. I'm going to go see God now. Okay, bye-bye. Potato. Come on, what? You remember that, that was a bye-bye hold on, potato. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Why a potato? Hold on, I don't know, hold on. Remember the episode of Men of Misfortune where I did the Japanese accent and you guys railed me for it? And you guys are doing a shitload of Russian shit. And who, not- who is attacking Ukraine right now? So yeah. I can't feel sorry. That's fair. Okay. What did the Japanese do to you? Huh? 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 Bob huh? Pearl exactly. Harbor. Bob Pearl Harbor. He got me there. <laughs> <laughs> you walked with that one. Come on. Uh, for whatever reasons, Rasputin cast off his old life. He was 28, married 10 years with an infant son and mother uh, on the way. An infant son and another child on the way. Mother child on the way. <laughs> I was going to say infant son and mother. <laughs> Wait a minute. Rasputin had undertaken er- uh, Rasputin had undertaken earlier shorter pilgrimages to the whole to the holy uh, Zeminsky Monastery in Abalek and to Tobolsk's Cathedral, but his visit to Saint Nicholas's Monastery in Verkhutery in 1897 transformed him. There he met and was profoundly humbled by an elder known as Makari. Rasputin may have spent several months in Verkhort. Uh, these are the easiest ones out of all of this to say. Yeah, no. Uh, when I did my deep dive, I had to like look at all this shit up, dude. It was like the hardest fucking thing. Try, pronounce it right. <laughs> it was at this monastery. It was believed that that's where he learned to read and write. Because at at the time, monasteries everybody was able to learn it. If you were devoted enough, you because uh, you got to read the of, Bible some way. Well, I believe one of the jobs was just was they had to transcript a, uh, the Bible onto a blank book 
and so they could send out more Bibles at the time because it's still because Christianity was such a widespread religion. And the printing press hadn't been invented yet. Yeah. My man. So uh, it was. I, I I only know that because of the season of the witch movie. I haven't seen that. It's a good movie. Anybody anybody who hasn't seen the season of the witch, watch it. It's a really good movie. It has uh, Nicolas Cage in it. <laughs> My man. <laughs> that guy has multiple faces. I hate you. I don't get that joke. He was in the face-off, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God, that's oh, such yeah. a boo! <laughs> hey, everybody. This is Diabetic Daddy from Misfortunate Media. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. Without a healthy mind, being truly happy and at peace is hard. The good news is therapy works. But what is therapy exactly? It's whatever you want it to be. Maybe you're not feeling motivated right now and would like some tools to help. Or maybe you're feeling insecure in a relationship or at work. Not dealing well with stress? Whatever you need, it's time to stop being ashamed of normal human struggles and start feeling better because you deserve to be happy. And now, you don't have to worry about finding an in-person therapist near you to help. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist, so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy and you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. Join the millions of people who are seeing what online therapy is really about. It's always a good time to invest in yourself because you are your greatest asset. Special offer to Misfortunate Media listeners. You can get 10% off your first month of professional therapy at BetterHelp.com slash Misfortunate. That's BetterHelp.com slash Misfortunate. Thanks again to BetterHelp for sponsoring this podcast. So Rasputin went to the monastery of Vercatori, and that was where he believed to have learned to read, write, but later he complained that the monks engaged in homosexuality and criticized the monastic life as too coercive. He returned to Bravoisky, uh, a changed man. He looked disheveled. He behaved differently. He had became a vegetarian, swore off alcohol, prayed and sang much more fervently following as a holy wanderer or pilgrim. Uh, he left Bravoisky for months or even years at a time just to wander the country and visit ver- uh, a variety of ho- different holy sites. Hold on a second. So he was a vegetarian and an alcoholic? Non-alcoholic. No. He, Wait, before, before he, he wasn't. Oh, that sounds fucking terrible. <laughs> he swore off alcohol, became a vegetarian after visiting this monastery. Wait, the God. alcoholic of the group says non-alcoholics are terrible? Allegedly. No way. Allegedly. A, beer, <laughs> dude, a porch beer is fucking nice. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> That's like a, a, like a, a slur against alcoholics. <laughs> you fucking porch beer. <laughs> oh, we're bringing it back. <laughs> Should that be on the show? <laughs> by the by, the early 1900s, Rasputin had developed a small circle of followers, primarily family members and other local peasants, who prayed with him on Sundays, other holy days, and he when he was in Proviskaya. Uh, he was bu- built a makeshift chapel in uh, Yef- his father's root cellar, who he was still living with, even over the age of 28. Uh, the group held secret prayer meetings there. There were meetings were to subject of some suspicion and hostility from the village priest and other villagers. They were rumored to have female followers that were ceremonially washed Rasputin. And the group sang strange songs, and even that Rasputin had joined the uh, Kilistai, a religious sect whose ec- ecstatic rituals were rumored to include self-harm and sexual orgies. Dude, sign me up to that fucking church. What just got me, though, is the fact that he was alive 
Correct. Not even not even a hundred years before I was born. World War One. Yeah, he was he was still here. Yeah, like this this isn't like old old stuff. Like that that's what that's the best thing about this is it was still relatively close to by the time most of us were alive. And, and what's crazy is whenever you think about the name Rasputin, you think about <laughs> you think about the 18th century. You think about you think about fucking faraway lands and a faraway time. And guess what? It was like not even that long ago. I think of Anastasia. The... Yeah, absolutely, and that's that's the bad guy of uh, the Disney movie Anastasia. Even though that never that entire yeah, no, never all right, it. so there's a Disney movie. <laughs> really? Let me go ahead and tell you guys. Give me a, give you guys cliff notes. There's a Disney movie called Anastasia. Really, Ras- I had no idea. Rasputin, fuck you, man. Where Rasputin is the bad guy of the the, the movie. It is completely 100 percent off. Completely 100 percent off. Like uh, like Anastasia died with the Romanov family. They don't show Rasputin's dick on a Disney movie, bro. They if shouldn't. they did, they would need two screens. <laughs> that's well, how big. Tell you got a big that's dick. how big this fucking dude's, dude's dick is. Dick all right? is in a museum right now, I'm dude. Sure. So let me go fucking ahead and huge. cut off. Let me go ahead and cut you off on that one. I was waiting for this to pop up. So like the Rasputin <laughs> most boner, the Rasputin dick in a museum jar is a horse dick. That's how believable this dude's dick was. Like. Somebody saw this dick, they'd be like, "All right, that's that's a that's a man's dick. This is a horse's dick." And people are like, "That's Rasputin's dick." Fucking mind blowing. <laughs> Good talk. <laughs> word of uh, fun fact today. Word of Rasputin's activity and charisma began to spread in Siberia during the early 1900s. At some point during 1904 or 1905, he traveled to the city of Kazan, where he acquired a reputation as a holy man who could help people resolve their spiritual crisis, anxieties. But despite rumors that Rasputin was having sex with female followers, he made a favorable impression on the father superior of the Seven Lakes Monastery outside Kazan, as well as the local church officials, who also gave him a a letter of recommendation to Bishop Sergei, the rector of St. Petersburg, who had arranged for him to travel to St. Petersburg. I'm staring at you, Jake. Why? You German son of a bitch. Russian. God damn it. I'm fucking German. I'm German. Yeah. I'm like fuck. 50% German. Time out. I yeah. forgot. No, I just I actually completely forgot. Isn't St. Petersburg? I th- forgot that it wasn't a German town, honestly. It You know that blew my mind cuz I thought it was. It, Germany and, and Russia are so close that when when World War 2 happened, everything got all fucked up. World War 1 actually. Um, but upon meeting Sergey at the Nevsky Monastery, Rasputin was introduced to church leaders, including the Arch Mate, Ma- the Arch Mandrite, Mandrite, yeah, Theophan, uh, inspector of the theological seminary, who is well connected in Saint Petersburg society. Later, also served as the confessor to the Tsar and his wife, or the Tsar. I'm sorry, Tsar is wrong. Tsar. Yeah. Uh, Theophan was so impressed with Rasputin that he even invited him to stay at his home. Uh, he became one of Rasputin's most important, influential friends in St. Petersburg. It gained him entry to many influential salons where the aristocracy gathered for religious discussions. And it was also through these meetings that Rasputin attracted some of his early and uh, influential followers, many of whom would later turn against him. Which is politics in a nutshell. You can have friends at one moment, and as soon as the majority is against you, everybody's against you. You Julius don't have Caesar. friends. Anymore. Yeah, I was about to say. I was about to say Julius Caesar. You know, he he built Rome from the ground up, and when his you know use became useless, 
They stabbed him in the fucking back a hundred thousand times. So. But he did make a good salad. I hate you. <laughs> I fucking hate you Dude, so goddamn much. Why would you do that? Why Caesar would you salad. disrespect the man? Disres- he fucking. He was the <laughs> last <laughs> best Roman emperor. The That's only it fucking the, they, fell. They stabbed him because they were bickering over who would take his power, and he didn't want to release his power. Yep. What do you think he said when he when he first got stabbed? Make I'm pretty salad. sure. Ow, pretty my sure. back! You guys are acting like a complete asshole right now. <laughs> I'm pretty sure his son was the first one to stab him. That's the way I want to go out. Your, Your yeah. son? Yeah. Can it be the podcast? No. Can we do it live? <laughs> no. If I see if the last thing I see is you three, I'm killing myself. No, on the podcast. <laughs> on the podcast, we're gonna have we're gonna go on. No, we're gonna go on like a live stage and have your son come up and just stab you multiple times. Tim, where are you at? <laughs> <laughs> He'd probably do it if we paid him enough, or just asked him no. to. You can stay up an hour past your bedtime. Boom! <laughs> <laughs> stab daddy four times. All right. So there are there were uh, alternative r- religious movements such as spiritualism that had become popular among the city's leaders before Rasputin arrived in St. Petersburg. Many of the aristocrat- aristocracy were intensely curious about the occult and the supernatural at the time. Hmm. And Rasputin's ideas, strange manners, you know, the way he dressed and acted, uh, brought curiosity to him from the St. Petersburg elites. Uh, his appeal may have been enhanced by the fact that he was also a native Russian, unlike the self-described holy man. And the actual, uh, the Tsarina was a German princess. It wasn't an actual That was a big fucking deal in Russia uh, because she was not a Russian born and it was a marriage between powers. It was was pretty much any kind of like, yeah, aristocratic marriage. That whenever something like that happens, that the marriage, it, you, you, you gain something from it. You're not marrying for love. You're marrying for power. So when she got married to the czar of Russia, there was a huge fucking problem. And, and the Russians felt like they their voices weren't fucking heard because, you know, who's gobbling that dick down? The Germans. So it's another <laughs> reason why marriage is stupid. <coughs> Sorry. Well, it also brings up, it also kind of brings to light the fact that even in this time, time, age, and period, um, it doesn't matter where you come from at this point. It's how charismatic you are. It's how you bring people to like you. It's who you talk to. It's all about who you know. And that, that's like the base of this entire story. That's what's mind-blowing about all this. We have a peasant from Siberia who climbs up the patriarchy and yeah. becomes like the right hand of the czar. Little-known fact, but Drake's song was about him. Start from the bottom, now I'm here. <laughs> Boo! We're gonna have a moment of silence. Talon's no longer on the show. I've never felt so uncomfortable. You guys are just staring at me. Oh, <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ! Hey everybody, it's Diabetic Daddy from Misfortunate Media. If you're hearing this, it's probably because Soup said something, and we're gonna edit it out. But hey, since you're here, why don't you check out our other shows? We have an anime show that's called, and now I mention everything. We have a new show. Morning Cup of Chaos, and our other show, Men of Misfortune. We're everywhere where you get your podcasts. So remember, stay misfortunate, stay chaotic, and always listen to mom. But, you know, so th- they said that, um, uh, who are we fucking talking about? Rasputin. Rasputin. He said, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Welcome to the shit show. He, they said that he was the holy, uh, holiest man, right? Yeah. Yeah, but he, well, he, was, he was a holy man, but they liked him more because he was Russian. Well, not to be confused with... Julius Caesar, who <laughs> was, was holy because he got stabbed. 
All right, I'm done. You fucking beat me to it. God damn it. <laughs> All right. Yeah, for real this time. We're going to have a moment of silence for Talon um, while we take him out back and shoot I, him. We need, a, we need taps to play, drums, bass, and go ahead and cue that up. At the time, this whole, well, this whole, this whole, at the time he's doing this, he still has a family back in his hometown. Hasn't seen probably years, couple of months. He stayed in St. Petersburg for only those few months, and he was already uh, influential with the royalty. And his on his first visit, he returned to Provorsky in the fall of 1903. 1905, he had formed friendships with several members of the aristocracy, including the Black Princesses or the Crow Sisters, which was uh, Matilda and Anastasia, who had married the to, uh, the Tsar's cousins and were instrumental in introducing Rasputin to the Tsar and his family. Which brings us later down the road to the fact that a lot of the elites, when they started turning against Rasputin, uh, they believed that he was so close to the uh, the Tsarina that they were uh, conspiracy, uh, conspirating together to take over the Russian uh, monarchy through the Tsar, believed that they were controlling him. Because they also believed that there was a sexual relationship between Rasputin and uh, the Tsarina. Uh, Rasputin has first met uh, the Tsar of November 1st of 1905 at the palace. The Tsar was recorded the event uh, in his diary, writing that he and Alexandra had made the acquaintance of a man of God. Uh, Grigori, from uh, Tobolsk province, Rasputin returned to the Provoskai uh, shortly after their first meeting and did not return to St. Petersburg until July 1906. On his return, Rasputin sent Nicholas a telegram asking to present the Tsar with an icon of Simeon of Verkorstroy. Gesundheit. Fuck yep. you. <laughs> he met with Nicholas and Alexandra on 18th of July and again in October when he first met their children. At some point, the royal family became convinced that Rasputin possessed the miraculous power to heal Alexei. But historians disagree when, according to the Orlando Figate, Rasputin was first introduced to the Tsar and to Sorina as a healer who could help their son in November 1905. That's almost a bad word. <laughs> I'm just shaking my head like, don't. <laughs> and here you are fucking doing it. <laughs> it's F-I-G-E-S, okay? <laughs> Wait. Figus. No. What? The, the That shitty snack is called a fig, right? Fig Newton? Fig Newton. Yeah, fig, fig Newton. Fig Man. Newton. Those are good. You those shut your mouth. come straight from a rhino's ass. Controversial <laughs> podcast. <laughs> This is your boy Mason from Misfortunate Media. Just want to let you know that we here support Fig Newtons. Yeah, that's 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 all. Okay, back to the show. And like we had just talked about before, much of Rasputin's influence on the royal family stemmed from the fact, uh, on several occasions, that he had eased the pain of uh, of. Alexei and who suffered from hemophilia. The Tsarina had a passionate attachment to Rasputin, believing he could heal her son's affliction. Uh, Rasputin had become an indispensable member of the royal entourage, but it is unclear when Rasputin first learned of Alexei's uh, hemophilia or when he first acted as the healer. So, the Tsar had a family. He has this. He has this beautiful family, but he could only produce girls. He finally has this boy and is this weak 
doe ass fucking boy. That poor guy. Yeah. And he Reminds is going to be the, oh, fuck you. <laughs> he is going to be the one that fucking takes over Russia after he dies. This is his fucking heir. This is the one that is going to be in the fucking chair when he passes away. Russia's going to shit in a handbag because everything is on fire. And the Tsar is like, you know what? I need the son to fucking go ahead and kick this into overdrive. And he's got this hemophiliac fucking son that if a paper cut happens, there's like a 50-50 chance that this motherfucker is going to bleed out. So... Bleeding out, digging deeper, just yeah. to throw it away. So this sounds like any fucking anime, actually. Let's do a crossover. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so basically, Alexei, when, when he would get hurt, they would give him... I believe it was a pseudometafed. Uh, the pseudometafed increases, or blood thinners, basically blood thinners. He would bleed out more, and he would get more sick. And and everybody's like, "What the fuck's going on? Why isn't this helping?" And Rasputin's like, "Everybody, calm down. It's going to be okay." And eventually, you know, that's how that happened. How how how'd that go? I'm gonna explain that a little bit better. <laughs> um, so basically, what had happened down. was. They in the during the summer of 1912, Alexei had developed a hermaphate, a hermor hage remix uh, on his thigh and groin (laughs) after a jolting carriage ride near the royal hunting grounds in Spala, which caused a large hematoma in severe pain and delirious with the fever. Uh, The the Savarvik appeared close to death. In desperation, Alexander asked uh, Vorbova to send Rasputin, who was in Siberia, a telegram asking him to pray for Alexei. Rasputin had wrote back quickly, telling uh, Alexandra that God has seen your tears, heard your prayers, do not grieve. The little one will not die. Do not allow the doctors to bother him too much. The next morning, Alexei's condition was unchanged, but Alexandra was encouraged by the message and regained some hope that Alexei would survive. Alexei's bleeding did stop uh, the following day. Uh, the doctor, Fedorvo, Fedorov, one of the physicians who Russian attended names Alexei. are not our shit. We're no. there. Uh, he attended Alexei. Uh, the recovery was wholly inexplicable from a medical point of view. Later, uh, Fedorov admitted that Alexandra couldn't be blamed for this, uh, seeing Rasputin as a meal command. Rasputin would come in, walk up to the patient, look at him, and spit. The bleeding would stop in no time. How could the Empress not trust Rasputin after that? And so going off of Soup's uh, comment about it, they were the doctors would come in and they would get oh yeah deal with the pain first and that was the worst thing to do and eventually at like at the time of the black plague they came in the plague doctors came in it would put leeches on you when in actuality that was hurting you more than helping you because instead of actually treating any of the plague or getting rid of the causes which was known later in the time that it was rats or fleas from the rats that uh, it was basically just bleeding them dry. So people were paying plague doctors to bleed their children or their loved ones dry with the leeches. And when if you're a hemophiliac, for people that don't know what that word means, it means you your your blood doesn't coagulate uh, like like normal people's blood does. So it doesn't it doesn't create the scab that heals over that turns yeah, into like the your scar. Blood cells won't fill the wound back up. Yeah. So you just continuously bleed out. I mean, like a little cut can fucking end your life. So I mean that that I mean that was going on. I mean we had no medicine for that. We had no name for that at, at that point in time. And like we said earlier, it's legit. A paper cut can kill you if you're. Yeah, eating. absolutely, absolutely. They called the discovery though was that was wholly inexplicable from a medical point of view. 
But the fact is, it is only speculation of what could ha- what could have happened. It pr- it was believed that most of, like the recovery was because uh, the doctors didn't disturb Alexi, and that aided in his recovery by allowing him to rest and heal. Or that his messages may have aided Alexi's recovery by calming Alexandra and reducing the emotional stress on Alexi. But Alexandra believed that Rasputin had performed a miracle and concluded that he was essential to Alexi's survival. Some writers and historians claim that Rasputin stopped Alexi's bleeding on other occasions through hypnosis. And some say that Alexi's French language tutor, who speculated that Rasputin controlled Alexi's bleeding by disallowing the administration of aspirin, when wildly used to relieve pain, but unknown as an anti-clotting agent until 1950. Yeah, so basically they're giving blood thinners to a hemophiliac who would get hurt on the regular because he's a fucking kid, and he was starting to get really sick because of the loss of blood. And Rasputin would come in and be like, he is fine, everything's okay, mind about your business. And, I mean, the best thing to do, if, if you got a cut that's gushing blood, the first thing you need to do is to control your heart rate. Yep, calm the fuck down. There's a lot of times where I split a finger open and I... Immediately take deep breaths, take pictures of it. I smashed a finger I thought was broken. I took a picture of it, and the guy's like, the guy training me, he goes, man, if that happened to me, I'd be passed out. You are taking fucking selfies with it. This is my finger from this angle. This is my finger from this angle. So because of the royal family's belief in Rasputin's healing powers, it had brought him considerable status and power to court. The Tsar appointed Rasputin his lamplighter, charged with keeping the lamps lit before religious icons in the palace. And this gained him regular access to the palace, the royal family. And it also, uh, in 1906, of De- in December of 1906, Rasputin had become close enough to ask a special favor to the Tsar that he be permitted to change his surname uh, to Rasputin Novoi, which is Rasputin New. Basically, it was a way for him to come out as, I am, like, reborn, this is who I am, I am the Holy Rasputin, and everything before this, null and void. I wasn't, it's not who I am now. And what's cool about that is, like, he's basically baptizing himself. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so all the past crimes that he's done, he's like, hey, guess what? Top dog said I'm cool. Fuck everybody. <laughs> and it All is- those horses I stole, go fuck yourself. There's no proof of that. There's no proof he stole anything. It was just the reputation that he had gained from either from his parents or just the reputation that they had garnered from rumors. Because he's a piece of shit. But uh, it basically, when he got the permission to change his name, it was so uh, speedily done that it was believed that he had already planned it out and had, was just waiting until a little bit before that date, but through the change his name, to ask. And at that point, he had the, he had the authority, so it just went right through. But at the time... Uh, he became a controversial figure and was accused by his enemies of religious heresy and rape. He was also ex- expected of, or suspected, sorry, of exerting political influence over the Tsar, and who had even rumored him would have an affair with the Tsarina. The opposition of Ratspun's influence grew within the church. In 1907, the local clergy of Borskoy, his hometown, denounced Ratspun as a heretic, and the Bishop of Tobolsky launched an inquest into his activities accusing him of spreading false cult-like doctrines so basically he, uh, people are rolling up to the rasputin's house and be like yo bro you fucking What's well up? it's it's more i believe it's more along he gained so much power that there was fear he would be a threat to the monarchy down the line and so at the time all of his friends that had supported him 
decided to withdraw that support and say that he had like start all the rumors or if they were true because we don't know now monarchy as in <clears throat> sorry monarchy is the form of government not the butterfly Somebody i am so fucking man. proud of you like, you figured it out. I, You've been talking for like an hour. <laughs> I, you figured it out. You're a disgrace to diabetics everywhere. Fuck! <laughs> Yo, Jake. Yo, what's up, dude? You want to get swole? Yeah. You want to get tough? Hell yeah. Let me tell you about this kick-ass gym called Earn That Giving Barbell. Whoa, how much is it, dude? It's $30 for a membership for 24-7 access. What kind of lifting is there? There's power lifting and strongman equipment. Check them out at the Dubuque County Fair on July 30th. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You want to go home? <laughs> in St. Petersburg, he was faced with opposition from even more prominent critics, including the prime minister and the Tsar's secret police. He, having or they ordered an investigation into Rasputin's activities, uh, Stolopin confronted the Tsar about him, but did not succeed in reigning in Rasputin's influence or exiling him from St. Petersburg. 1909 in Kohonia, uh, Yep. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> had been one of Rasputin's early supporters in St. Petersburg accused him of rape. She went to Theophan for aid, who uh, it basically helped the the incident helped to convince them that Rasputin was a danger to the monarchy. So, so basically, I, I personally, it came down to he should have kept his dick in his pants and he wouldn't have gotten to this situation. Yeah, absolutely. Like, his big horse dick. Like, I don't know how Man. you keep that inside. Talon, you've been making stupid jokes the, the no, whole no, no, time. No. He can talk the, about the, the horse only, dick. Rasputin got into all this shit because he was thinking with the wrong head. His life could have been totally fucking normal if he <laughs> wasn't just fucking everything. No, much harder it would have been if he would have just, like, actually went about the monk way and mm -hmm. didn't do that. He yep. just stuck, or just stuck with his family. He could have brought his family with him to St. Petersburg. This oh, the time. family he fucking abandoned? Because <laughs> yeah, he abandoned monk? for yeah, years. That guy's great. <laughs> but uh, basically, they accused accused him of rape, and it all. She also claimed that it, Rasputin had assaulted the female followers and behaved inappropriately on visits to the royal family, particularly with the Tsar's teenage daughters, Olga and Tatiana. Rumors reported widely in the press after March nineteenth. Thinking with your dick. World War One, the dissolution of feudalism, and a meddling government bureaucracy all contributed to Russia's rapid to Russia's rapid economic decline. Many laid the blame on Alexandra, her and her evil spirit Rasputin. One outspoken member of the Duma, far-right polit politician Vladimir uh, Pruskovic, stated November 1916 that he held the Tsar's ministers had been turned into puppets, puppets whose threads had been taken firmly in hand by Rasputin and the Empress Alexandra, the evil genius of Russia and the Tsarina. So what he's basically saying is that once Rasputin died, he got reincarnated as Jeff Dunham. Puppet master. I hate this man. You fucking figured it out. We've been doing this show for almost a year now, and you figured no, it out. No, we have not been it, doing no, it for we, a fucking we've year. We've been over this. I said almost a year. No, it's not it almost a year. It was September. It's fucking April. <laughs> Sorry, that was in March. It's April. Are you done, and, Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. The only time you talk is to yell at Soup. <laughs> That's the I only had, time he needs to talk. I had to. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> I'm here. <laughs> so July 12, 1914, a, a peasant woman named Chiona Guiva attempted to assassinate Rasputin by stabbing him in the stomach outside his home in Provoskoy. 
Rasputin was sincerely wounded, and for a time it was not clear would survive. After surgery, sometime uh, in the hospital, he fully recovered. She was a follower of Illidor, a former priest who had supported Rasputin before denouncing his sexual escapades and self-aggrandizement uh, in December of 1911. A radical conservative and anti-Semite, Illidor had been part of a group of establishment figures who had attempted to drive a wedge between the royal family and Rasputin in 1911. The effort failed. Illidor was banished from St. Petersburg and was ultimately stripped of his title. Gustava claimed that she had acted alone, having read that Rasputin in the newspaper and believing him to be a false prophet and even an antichrist. Both police and Rasputin, however, believed that Illidor had instigated the attempt on Rasputin's life. He had fled the country before he could be questioned, and Gusava was found to be not responsible for her actions by reason of insanity. A group of nobles led by Prince Felix, Grand Duke Dmitri, Prince, and the politician Vladimir uh, Prusigovich decided that Rasputin's influence over the Tsarina, I keep putting the T in there, threatened the, threaten the, the Empire. Tsarina, I know, Tsarina. I keep putting the T in there. They concocted a plan, December 1916, to kill him apparently by luring him into the Yusufov's Moika Palace. What was it? The Yusupov's Moika Moika Palace. One more time. One more more time. (laughs) We're not doing it. it You got it twice. If you didn't hear it, that's your own fault. (laughs) How many many uh, assassination attempts has this been? This has been uh, time number one, right? Time number one. And then in the basement, they poison him with uh, cakes that he initially doesn't eat. But after it's with it's laced with cyanide and he shows no effect. He then he has the shit wine, drinks three glasses of wine, also poisoned, still no effect. It is believed that Rasputin was murdered during the early morning on December thirtieth, nineteen sixteen, at the home of Felix Yusupov. He died of three gunshot wounds, one of which was close range, shot to his forehead. Little is certain about his death beyond this, and the circumstances of his death have been subject to considerable speculation. According to the historian Douglas Smith, what really happened at the Yusupov home on 17th of December will never be known. The story that Yusupov recounted in his memoirs, however, has become the most frequently told version of events. Yusupov said that he had invited Rasputin to his home shortly after midnight and ushered him into the basement. He had offered Rasputin tea and cakes, which had been laced with cyanide. Rasputin initially refused the cakes, but then began to eat them, and, to Yusupov's surprise, was unaffected. He asked for wine, drank three glasses, but still showed no signs of distress. And around 2.30 a.m., Yusupov excused himself to go upstairs where his fellow conspirators were waiting. He took a revolver from Dmitry Pavlovich and then returned to the basement and told Rasputin that he'd better look at the crucifix and say a prayer, referring to a crucifix in the room and then shot him once in the chest. The conspirators then drove drove to Rasputin's apartment where Sukhatin wearing... Rasputin's coat and hat in an attempt to make it look as though Rasputin had returned home that night. Upon returning to the Moika Palace, Yusupov went back to the basement to ensure that Rasputin was dead. Suddenly, Rasputin had leaped up, attacked Yusupov, freed himself with some effort, and fled upstairs. Rasputin had followed him into the palace's courtyard where he was shot by Perskovich. He collapsed into a snowbank. The conspirators then wrapped his body in cloth drove it to the Petrosky Bridge and dropped it into the Malaya Neveka River. So he was shot. He was poisoned multiple times. So look at the difference, though. So this is just the recounting of Yusupov. 
but the belief is that Rasputin was shot in the head. That's what they actually believe happened. But the but they don't agree with the memoir of the man who was one of the people there killing Rasputin. It's not. It, it is possible to survive, especially at that time, to survive a bullet wound. I was going to say that the, the ammo, the bullets, everything has got to be a lot weaker than what we have now. I mean, you get shot by a nine, you're you're on the ground and you're bleeding out. I mean, I'm sure this bullet. Uh, how do bullets work now? Now they they go through. They don't. They don't bounce around. Depending on the type of bullet you got. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like a musket. Like I, I I'm thinking obviously the the, the early 1900s. Uh, a bullet whenever it goes through, it's gonna bounce around. But I mean, they've been working on this for a while. It's not Civil War time. Depends on what. It's World it's, War it, One time. Yeah. It's World War One time. So we're not we're not <laughs> using go musket through. balls that that bounce around. They're gonna go straight right through. So I mean, uh, how many times was uh, 50 Cent shot? Like nine. Nine times. I don't know why I know that, but nine, yeah. Nine times. He was shot. He knew nine. that, like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, immediately. I don't know. I, uh, I even pointed at him. Yeah, yeah. I, pointed <laughs> at him. I didn't even Yo. think of 50 Cent. I thought of Biggie. <laughs> he was I, twice, I think. Twice, yeah. But 50 Cent was shot nine times. It was and able Luke. to walk. Yeah, and it was he able sang to about walk it. away. Yeah, and walked away. He got shot like I got shot. What also but gets he me. ain't fucking breathing. What also gets thought... me the fact that they had, at this time, they had apartments for rent. <laughs> like, Rasputin was renting an apartment. Where's his family this entire time? Back in back in his hometown. Yeah. They're gone. Yeah. Yeah. He you know? he dished that shit like it was fucking like it was hot. It was, fuck this. <laughs> News Go ahead, Tom. <laughs> News of Rasputin's murder spread quickly, even before his body was found. Uh Persevich spoke openly about Rasputin's murder to two soldiers and to a policeman who was investigating reports of shots shortly after the event, but he urged them not to tell anyone else. An investigation was launched the next morning, the Stock Exchange Gazette ran a report on Rasputin's death after a party in one of the most aristocratic homes in the center of the city on a, uh, at, in the afternoon of December 30th, 1916. Two workmen noticed blood on the railing of the, the Pet- Petroskovai... God damn. Petrovsky Bridge. We're not, Petrov- Russian, we're not Russian fluent, promise you. And found a boot in the ice below. The police fluid. began searching the area. <laughs> Rasputin's body was found under the river ice on the 1st of January, approximately 200 meters downstream from the bridge. Dr. Uh, Kosoro- Kosorotov, the city's senior autopsy surgeon, conducted an autopsy. Rostov, uh reports was lost, but he later stated that Rasputin's body had shown signs of severe trauma, including three gunshot wounds, one at close range, one to the forehead, a, or two, one at close range to the forehead, a slice wound to his left side, and many other injuries, many of which Kosotorov felt had been sustained post-mortem. He had also found a single bullet in Rasputin's body, but stated that it was too badly deformed and, a, and of a type too widely used to trace. He found no evidence that Rasputin had been poisoned. He also found no water in Rasputin's lungs, and at that reports Rasputin had been thrown into the water alive were incorrect. Later accounts claimed that Rasputin's penis had been severed, but uh, Kosorotov had found his genitals intact. They're not in the museum in Russia. That is just a fake dick. Guys, that that's a horse dick, dude. That is a straight up a horse dick. That is not real. Same a lot thing. of people are like, oh, yeah, Rasputin's dick's in a fucking museum in Russia. And it's like, no, it's not. He was buried. Rasputin was buried January 2nd at a small church with Anna that Anna Vyrubova had been building at Tsarkoy Selo. The funeral was attended only by the Imperial family and a few of their intimate friends, Rasputin's wife, 
mistress, and children were not invited. <laughs> wow. Wow. Uh, Although wow. his daughters met with the imperial family at Verubova's home later that day, his body was exhumed and burned by a detachment of soldiers shortly after the Tsar abdicated the throne in March 1917, so that his grave would not become a rallying point for supporters of an old regiment, ending the story of an Antichrist known as Rasputin and the Romanov family. So he was born January 28th and died January 1st. He was born 1869 of January nice. 21st. He had a long life. And he died, uh, or he was buried this January 2nd of my March birthday 1917. Is in the middle of all that. I'm proud of you, Again, Tyler. no one cares. Not no one was. is literally asking about what day you were born. I promise Nobody you. cares about the diabetic daddy. You know, what's, what's, what's crazy is the Same. fact that... <laughs> What's crazy is the fact that um, he survived all that. I mean, if there was no water in his lungs, obviously, post-mortem, he was, he was holding his breath. He was shot all those times. He was poisoned all those times. And he was able to hold his fucking breath underwater until he was done. Do you know what post-mortem means? After death. After death. So how was he holding his breath after death? And he's yeah, in the he water. literally said there's no water in his lungs. If there was water in his lungs, if he was there, holding there was, if he was, if, if he was not, he was dead uh, by the time he hit the river. Died. It, there would have been water in lungs anyway so if he would have had gunshot wounds. All right, so all right. <laughs> so he was dead before he hit the water. <laughs> all right, my bad. Hey, didn't hey, understand soup, it. Soup. I'm working on it. He got shot and poisoned, then he died, and they threw well, his body what, in the river. What gets me? I got that. What gets me is the facts. <laughs> I thought he survived all that, and then hit the water. He was able to hold his breath. Not very well. Well, you gotta. <laughs> I didn't think about like I didn't think about like how all that went out. Fuck you, you gotta. Guys. You gotta think too. Is the poisoning and everything that happened in the Yusupov's basement uh, is isn't believed to be true because they had an autopsy of Rasputin at the time, and so it really gets me is the fact that there's so many wild stories. Even though they have the autopsy of he was shot three times and one point blank in the head. Like I'm sorry. At that point in time, you're not surviving that unless you're a vegetable. Or you do, or you are able to heal yourself from whatever source. But it's it's crazy to think that just because of his infamy, there's so many different stories or, like, uh, superstitions about who he was as a person. Some believe that they actually never burned his body and that he never died. I believe it. He's the devil. He's Biden. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> and we're game for again. No. And all the Democrats. Three. Fuck. Who's keeping track? How many cancels the ship? Fuck. Five. I got a random. I got, Wrong. I got a completely random fact, though, for you guys. Uh, did you know that Disney was its own uh, government, can go, was its own government enclave? It was given that right by the state of Florida to govern itself. So all the little, all the little uh, pocket of homes inside of the Disney, uh, Disney governed area are governed by their laws, their police, everything. I wonder what the tax is like. A lot. Fuck that. Disney. It's Mickey Mouse, man. <laughs> you gotta give me my fucking money. I'm just Where's imagining. My fucking money. <laughs> I'm just imagining. A, I'm just imagining a no knock, and it's a guy wearing a Mickey Mouse hat with a Mickey Mouse badge busting down your door. <laughs> Shit, man. I'd be the guy wearing like the half like scalped Rasputin face with the dick obviously exposed, knocking on doors, being like, "How's hey, that, Disney?" It's is 100% Anastasia. That was a Disney fucking movie. I'm sure that's a callback. That was, a movie. <laughs> that was <laughs> act like Disney and Pixar are not fucking owned by the same fucking person. They're not. They're, they're, not. Not. they're not. They're competing they're companies. Not. They're competing companies, man. You're shitting me. Why no. is he We're blowing Sasmine right now. Why what? is he leader? 
He fucking elected himself, and we're just too stupid or don't care. That's pretty fair. Actually. We jo- we voted him out like three times already. He's just keeps we'll coming back. You do He's again? fucking general. You want to do it again? We'll all do it again. We'll all do it again. Yeah, it's a Pixar movie. That's crazy. See, I thought it was Disney. Nope. All right, Pixar. That's, That's why it's not bad. on Disney false, Plus. False information, people. You're fake news. Yeah, fucking sue him. Have you guys ever seen Bar Talk: The Magnificent? Nope. Of course not. It's 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 hilarious. You should watch it. So that's our deep dive on rescue. <laughs> we did that. that and was thing. we survived because I have floaties. I think we did good. I think we did all right. You know, for our first deep dive for as a, as a group, like that was that, and we chose like a, a Russian topic. Like we chose like something it's hard. Like I wanted, move, I wanted lie. you guys to go through the ringer for something that like there there were a lot of saves in that. I mean, we we did all right. That was pretty good. I fucking love you guys. I am your fearless leader, Tyler Campbell. Uh, please check us out on Spotify. We've got like 20 different fucking apps that we are a part of. Wherever you guys get your podcasts, check us out. I am Tom with the magic wand. I'm your raining dipshit, Jake. I'm your diabetic daddy. Now, with time the Russian... The, time for the dad joke. I'm ready for it. With the Russian story, we got a Russian joke. Oh, no. So what do you call a gassy Russian? What? Vladimir Tutin. <laughs> oh, thank God we don't have any listeners in Russia right now. <sighs> stay oh, chaotic. Oh, stay misfortunate. And we are fucking out, boys. And there is your morning cup of chaos. Stay thirsty. Stay thirsty.